0: It shoots up through the stony ground, but there's no one No space to rent in this town, you're out of luck And the reason that you had to care, the traffic is stuck
1: Good morning and Betty I wish we were spiking the coffee <laughs> no 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 spiking of the coffee this just putting uh, fresh I just put a fresh pot on and am now caffeinating so um, it's really <laughs> great to see you guys online um, and in the chat room it is a beautiful day and I love Pam I just love you too so it's a beautiful way to start and as yeah. Betty says, it was a beautiful week. Filming has
0: resumed at last. It has. And I, you know, it just, today I am free for the weekend, so Monday afternoon, so I am
1: blessed. So it's truly a beautiful day. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: And and Franca was saying, hello everyone, happy Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Franco,
1: for those who don't know, is joining us from South Africa. And she's hoping we are all well. And she says, "I've just spent a week at the coast. Glorious sunshine all week. Lots of rest and relaxation. Back to the routine again." Oh, Franca, what kudos to you! Wonderful, wonderful, having a beautiful,
0: uh, holiday. I uh-huh. just, I love that. That's you. wonderful. Uh, that, I'm so uh, happy to hear that. I just, uh, it just uh, yesterday I, I had uh, my. My little friend out yesterday afternoon, we, were, we even went out to dinner last night. And oh, yes. How
1: was your adventure
0: our, My her? adventure with Mary was great. She is, uh, you know, Mary is a very sweet 53-year-old woman with special needs, and she's just so much fun to be around, and we have a great time together, so. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm really glad you had a great time. Yeah. Um, she I mean, she it got is, to a restaurant that she hasn't been to since everything shut down last year. So she was in her glory. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it.
1: So, oh my goodness. What uh, a week. I mean, I, I so exciting that. Spoiler they were back Man filming. was at it again. Oh. Uh, did you guys see his Instagram? That fantastic
0: oh, he is too funny. That
1: fantastic video that he posted the live. He, he really mm-hmm. kind of snuck one out under Allie's nose, and
0: it, it took was her so phone sweet. to sneak it out.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. It was so uh, sweet, and I don't know if you heard him at the end. He said, "See, I am a—I am a good actor, aren't I?"
0: <laughs> he said
1: something to that effect, and I just laughed. I thought that was so funny.
0: Um, uh, well, he, he is a character. He is a
1: character. He, he truly is a character, and and a really beautiful heart. Just a very I, very absolutely. kind, uh, kind soul. Um, from from our encounters with him, anyway. Yes. Um, Franca said yes. It was brilliant. Ashley said love that. And, and, and just... it says love. Spoiler man. And it's so great to see everybody joining. Um, Franca, Betty, Ashley, uh, Yvonne, Cheryl's on. Cheryl. We need your scouting report, woman, Uh, live from Mm. Atlanta. Any sightings of any of the cast or crew? Um, Uh, The SR Fox is on today, Shell as well as Anna. So
0: great to see you all in the chat room. And I understand (laughs) that they're in the Peachtree area, Cheryl, so keep an (laughs) ear (laughs) out. There's peach so. tree
1: everything down there, though. That's true. That is true. <laughs> the street names I remember from Atlanta. I was like, how many peach trees can you have in one city? <laughs> but it is, the, it is the state, it is the, the peach state. So and Betty says, the- I bet Allie won't let Julio have her cell phone anymore <laughs> probably
0: not <laughs> mm-hmm. but says
1: both spoiler man needs to hang out with james that would be fun she wants more pictures of paul
0: <laughs> oh and and his uh i i loved his pictures on instagram this week with the uh boots yes and the, the gentleman yes, Gary was- farmer <laughs>
1: yes yes he responded to that that was
0: great. i know i know it was cute we should it was cute.
1: yeah yeah he, he's he's a he's another just a really fun um he was he was great to interview i have to say he was um, really interesting you can tell he loves what he does he's such a creative soul mm-hmm. and i think that's really you know he does a lot of his own um, writing and production and I, I, I just like I like his determination you know to leave western Canada and and pursue his dream instead of That's following exactly in right. his family's footsteps I think they were in finance right if I recall yeah, they
0: were in finance mm-hmm. yeah, yeah very very and, cool and I, th- I think if you have a dream and you want to pursue it by all means you should do that it's uh, yeah that good yeah so anyhow Uh, I met a lot of uh, founding members that are on the set and there are a whole bunch going down this week and next week, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm not one of them. Leslie, I'm sure you are too, but. I am. I'm
1: happy for everyone who can go though. And I'm going to live vicariously every moment through your experiences. So um, yes, yes. I, I've, I've been incredibly busy with, My day job, Mm -hmm. um, which has been a blessing, but it has been a lot as a a lot of you, a lot of you can appreciate that you have busy periods during your work. Um, and frankly, you know, we're still, you know, in the pandemic, I mean, we are Mm. opening and it's really, really good, but I, I care for my mother. So, um, that's for me, um, my normal, my normal respite care routine is not possible right now. Mm-hmm. Um, under, under these, uh, sit, this situation. So, um, for me to try to do it, I, the logistics involved is going to be, it's just too much in the time period that we can do it. Absolutely. Um, and I you know I have to, you know, My family and taking care of my loved ones is a priority, but it is, I have to say, seeing that Instagram and getting the feel of being on set like that, just that little behind-the-scenes glimpse, Mm -hmm. uh, my heart hurt because I enjoyed being there so much.
0: Um, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, and unfortunately, my my schedule didn't work out this week. Yes, I bet Betty says...
1: Betty says it could be, I, I would I, I could if I could go I would be there but life is crazy right now I will envy the cows I completely understand Leslie maybe mm-hmm. redemption definitely mm-hmm. oh definitely this is you know I feel blessed that we were able to go to begin with Absolutely. Um, as as a founding member and you know that was no. a very special so um, you know I love this Cheryl I think this is fantastic and I was going to suggest this. Um, she says, I may go to a gathering with the ladies. Ms. Pam is supposed to let me know. Um, definitely, Cheryl, connect with those yeah, connect, who are going. They're... It's so much fun. It's Chrissy, so much fun to meet other fans.
0: Yeah, Chrissy Mayer, she's going to be there. She has a lot of, she's a lot of fun. Pam Schumacher is really cool. Um, there's so many, Jen, uh, Jennifer uh, is going to be showing up I think sometime this week and I love Janet. She's she's mm-hmm. great. Yes. Um you know uh Lauren Hopkins is on her way down. She, she's on on a plane right now. That'll be uh really good. You know, so yeah, so get together with them, you know. If the, uh we did that, we met uh Kelly um mm-hmm. up in Syracuse when we were there and and you know, we we've, we've connected, yep. so it's fun to connect with everybody. Yes,
1: and we might we may be able to have uh, Pam. I didn't talk to you about this yet, but there m- okay. there might be we might be able to have a little bit of a glimpse of uh, some of the behind the scenes uh, work going on. So, um, I, if you want to prepare or if you want to get in the spirit and get a sense of what it's like, you can listen to our podcast. When it's called Live from Syracuse, Mm -hmm. um, when we went with Gabriel's Inferno, that could give you a little bit of a glimpse of what it was like to go during that particular stint Mm -hmm. and that particular time of shooting. Um, Because that was, as Betty says, the first trip was fun. Definitely.
0: Um, And that happens to be one of Sor's favorite podcasts as well.
1: Yes. He let us know that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on Cause multiple we were, occasions, because <laughs> we were crazy. Oh, we were. Um, speaking of SR,
0: mm-hmm. so we do have what some news, news.
1: What news do we have from the man, the myth, and the legend?
0: For, uh, what's new with the Rialto is this: uh, the Audible dot <laughs> com sale is going on. You can get Gabriel's Inferno uh, for a limited time. I think it it it's going to end shortly, but it's still out there. And I think you can get two for one if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh, and highly recommend the audible books if you have Absolutely. not listened to James
0: Morgan's
1: beautiful oh. reading of this. I, it mm-hmm. is, I, and I Morgan's know Betty's voice is amazing. Betty, um, Betty knows. Um, she's talked so many times about how beautiful mm-hmm. um, his. Uh, rendition of it is it's really really worth it so mm-hmm. you can take advantage of that now you, it is a true treat
0: right um there is good news coming for the for our russian readers and uh he just can't announce what it is yet mm-hmm. and as far as been in touch with tusca consulting on the film daily since they were in pre-production and it's going to be great <laughs> Uh, So he's asking readers to be sure to spread the word to friends and family about Passionflix. And uh, I know what I did was bought a gift certificate for one of my friends uh, to subscribe to Passionflix. And I I think I did a three-month subscription for her, and she's picked up since. And she has been, except for this past week, she has been watching Gabriel every night before she goes to bed. So. Well, and I think
1: people love it. I, and don't be surprised. You'd be surprised. I mentioned it to um, one of my husband's friends from childhood um, who actually lives in Atlanta, ironically. Mm-hmm. And he because he had asked I had told him about the podcast and what we do and these books and and having the opportunity to go on the set visit. And he said, "Oh, that sounds so cool." He said, "My mom and sister are big romance readers." So I told him about it, and he bought mm-hmm. them subscriptions for, uh, for, you know, for one of the one of the holidays. It's, so I yeah. think it was for the for a Christmas gift. So um, it really, really makes a difference. And I, I'm seeing, uh, Cheryl said she's going to buy the signature subscription. Um, Anna said uh, this is the first Audible series I've loved. Yes mm-hmm. um, as and Betty as she noted Morgan I will always love him in the Gabriel series
0: always Absolutely. and he also did uh, I think the first um, two books of the Florentine series and, and sadly he passed away shortly after uh, the uh, the shadow uh, right. from cancer so and we're lucky're lucky, can, we're lucky, we're lucky we had we've him. had hmm Absolutely, and, and Robertson Dean is very good to, as well. He's, he's, he's excellent. Yeah, and he did the uh, Roman Man in the Black Suit and Gabriel's Promise. So you know, I, did the, I love the audible books. But in any event, because and I and I tend to have all three: <laughs> <laughs> the audible, the Kindle, the and the physical. Anyway, Um, so also he said that he wants to. St- Send a special greeting to Cheryl and her friends at the, at the hair salon. And he hopes that you <laughs> have, a, have a good laugh with them. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah,
1: Cheryl, no lie, he wrote that. He right? did that. I, wrote, um, I, I send him his questions every week. And he wrote, he said, please let Cheryl know. And the ladies at the
0: Hair salon, salon. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm thinking of them and sending them greetings. So I just thought that was so fantastic. That was cool. Um, we just love that you um, bring us with you. And uh, yeah, I love how you share the love of um,
0: SR as much as we do. And um, uh, he wants, there's a reminder that the Brazilian edition of the Man in the Black Suit will be releasing soon that is super exciting yeah that's a good that that's another good story you know we we go on and on about what we should do what you know what can we what should be written next or giving him hints about art robberies and maybe he should uh you know look at that you know (laughs) nicholas and acosta yes Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely and cheryl's saying she will let the ladies know next week (laughs) <laughs> when she sees them at the salon, cool. and
0: um, and he just says thanks again for reading, and he hopes you have all, you all have a great week. And P.S. There's more good news coming next week, so oh, cool. I wonder what that's about.
1: I know, I'm wondering what could mm-hmm. what, maybe a, hmm, maybe a teaser, or do you think? Could it be that he can finally announce what he's writing?
0: I don't know. That would be nice. I was thinking Uh, about that the other day. I was trying to. I wonder what he named his characters, and uh, you know, who, what, where, when, and why. So, but we shall find out.
1: Yes, we We shall. shall. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Betty's saying maybe cast announcements.
0: That could be too. That's true. Because and I have to. Oh, one of ahead. the things, one of the things that um, Passionflix posted this week was that Maya and Grace were on the set, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: which is super exciting. So that makes it seem, um, that makes it seem like a cast announcement may very well be in the works, it could be.
0: Um,
1: which is very very exciting. And I would be remiss, I before we keep before we start the story um diana has joined us and this is her first connection since the birth of her baby congratulations congratulations and there's all kinds of love being thrown her way for the new precious bundle as franca referred to it so Mm -hmm. really really great um really wonderful um so happy you could join us so happy that um, you're doing well and we wish you all the best with your new little bundle of joy. Um, and what a beautiful time to have a baby too. Um,
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, lovely, 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 the month of May. Well, you obviously had her, I think it's a her. Ivan. Nope. You had the baby early. Little no, little boy. Um, super excited that you could join us. And I see that Brenda, Ellie, and uh, has also joined Diana since the Mm -hmm. last time we said hello to our friends. So thank you for joining the chat room. And uh, Ashley is uh,
0: listening and she's preparing
1: for Sunday school. And I always love that. And that's really good. I have to say, I'm really, really happy. That's right. Um, I'm really happy that people can join us while they're doing different things. One of my favorite podcasts that Betty and Perling did um, with the Gabriel series was when they had a podcast and asked people what they did when they were listening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the the range of responses was just precious. And we Mm -hmm. we can even attest to that here.
0: Yes.
1: So, yes, Betty says, imagine if little... Ivan or Yvonne were to become friends with Claire. A girl can dream. That would be so sweet. That would be a nice fanfic to write. Um, Mm -hmm. And speaking of the writing, um, we can turn our attention now to chapter 24. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't believe uh, we're at chapter 24 already in this story. I know. And as you know, they are in... Uh, in Scotland, in Edinburgh, Mm -hmm. um, about to uh, have the big announcement. So this is quite a big chapter, and in fact, uh, we are discussing part one today, um, and we will be discussing the next part um, next next time. So it starts with Julia entering the old college quad um, in the afternoon, And again, SR's descriptions really help transport you and and bring you into the story and make you feel like you're there. And I love the way he was describing this this setting. The college was very regal and made of stone with high arched windows and elegant pillars. And Gabriel had to arrive earlier. um, So Graham had agreed to meet her in the quad. So Julia was wandering um, through the quad by herself, um, going to meet Graham, who she um, had a, a lovely contact with the night before. And he had really um, given her some hope that she could be able to pursue her uh, classwork while she was in Scotland as opposed to having to stay in Harvard. So and I see Franca is uh, heading off to get a pedicure. Um, enjoy, enjoy, Have a lovely afternoon and evening and weekend. Franca Mm -hmm. thank you for saying hello thank you I get such joy seeing your text every week so I'm glad you were able to join us today um and yes Betty she feels like we're at a royal event should we wear a tiara
0: and white gloves (laughs) well now
1: remember the wave it's below the crown
0: and above the pearls yes
1: yes yes um I love it Mm -hmm. So, um, as, as Julie was approaching, Graham greeted her with a friendly smile and carefully walked her to the entrance, avoiding the carefully manicured lawns. You can kind of see how that would be, um, uh, such an important thing as well. It would be maintained meticulously. Um, and in fact, I am, I'm putting a link in so you can see, um, the old college quad um at the university it is this picture is stunning you can see how big it is right now they they're showing the uh you'll see the picture is showing a festival that's there um
0: and also diana's uh gonna she stopped by to say hello and thank you and uh congratulations again and uh,
1: yes yes good luck with everything um come back and visit again take care when the baby's
0: sleeping or unless you want to be sleeping when the baby's sleeping that's always uh, that's true <laughs> that's true
1: but you can see how grand this quad is um mm-hmm. you know with the link uh, that we just put in there and it's just a massive space So he greeted her, and Julia was quite grateful since she was having problems trying to find the Playfair Library Hall. And the hall was bright and airy with white pillars and a series of marble busts. And she looked at the bookshelves with envy, wishing she had time to explore that collection. So um, we asked SR about... uh, edinburgh and about uh the old college quad uh, we asked him if he'd actually been there we were mm-hmm. curious and um we i the question was had you been to the old college quad and Playfair fair library hall and he said for edinburgh i lived in edinburgh for a short time and did quite a bit of research um it's a fantastic city that i visited a few times i'm looking forward to returning so, I love the fact that these um, some of these experiences are um, based on his actual um, experience on the in the venue in in the place, um, and I, I'm putting in another link to Playfair Library because this place is um, also really stunning. Um, when you take a look at it, um, these venues uh, are well known in the Edinburgh area. And you can just imagine mm-hmm. Gabriel being here with um, you know, what a what a massive uh, announcement this is. And as Betty says, um, there's no way Gabriel will ever be in jeans, plain t-shirt, and just relax. It's so formal with him. <laughs> Except when he has sex. In that case, clothes are not optional. Wow. <laughs> the boss travels quite a bit. Yes. Uh-huh. And Brenda, Brenda noted, such a world traveler. Love that it's so descriptive and can transport us to these places. I completely agree.
0: Now, I my, mean, question, my question for us next week is haggis. Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question
1: that's a great question mm-hmm. um I love it so
0: and you know what's neat about these schools too I, I was in, in oxford a couple of years ago and god forbid you won't go anywhere near the the lawns mm-hmm. yeah they 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 it's like they have a, a loudspeaker that all of a sudden it yells get off the lawn you know and it's like you know you can't, they're beautiful though they do keep them yeah up.
1: Yeah, and the Edinburgh First um, website is the one that had the pictures. I hit the wrong link, um, mm-hmm. but they have a whole fio- photo. It is, it is. this is regal and stunning. I mean, if you look at this place, it is really, really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can just imagine how excited uh, Julia was walking in there and thinking that Gabriel's going to be presenting there. Mm-hmm. Almost 200, almost all of the 250 seats were taken. There was a large media section in the back of the room and she noticed that the BBC News was there as well as other press organizations. Um, And then uh, we had asked uh, SR this question regarding the BBC. Um, Why did you select BBC as Eleanor's employer? And as we discussed last week in the chapter, Eleanor uh, was, Eleanor Michaels was the reporter uh, or the producer that, um, that, (laughs) SR that Gabriel, um, met um, mm-hmm. at the hotel, um, at the and bar. we were I at the bar, and I was, we were just curious why why the BBC and Eleanor herself worked in television, but I couldn't remember who she worked for, so I guess the BBC. I love it.
0: Yeah, I know. I, well, um, when when she, Erica who Erica Mitchell Leonard, when she was writing <laughs> Fifty Shades, number one, she wrote it on a BlackBerry. <laughs> not. And, I love uh, that
1: and I do believe it I, I share her love of the Blackberry I, uh, I, I mourn the loss of my Blackberry, I loved it. So does my sister So does my sister uh, I could and, edit documents and I I wrote press releases on a Blackberry in the back of a car Just saying. There you go uh-huh.
0: So and Anna St. Joe's and Villanova students are also always on the lawns so. <laughs> Yes, Anna
1: noted at Pitt um,
0: University mm-hmm. of Pittsburgh students are always on the
1: lawns and And Betty says, they're going to hate me, but I like sitting on the lawn. And so do I. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And Shell noted, just like the Princess Diaries, get off of the grass.
0: Yes, Um, exactly. Yes.
1: It is a manicured lawn. They want to keep it tight and they want to keep it pristine. And a little hello to Ms. Epiphany and Petite Leon. Hello, Kenzie Kins. Thanks for joining us this morning. Um, So we are... Now in Playfair Library Hall, um, Graham is escorting Julia to the front row, being careful as she walked in her high heels, she was determined not to stumble. And Gabriel is not to be found, and I think she was really looking to see him um, and have that that confidence that he is there in the room, and also be there for him as a supportive partner um, on this big momentous day. And Gabriel had told her that he would find her and he kissed her when he came and approached her. And he suggested in a very low dark whispered voice that she should see him in his class after, in his office after class. And I love that part because that's such a nod to their story, right? It's such a nod Mm, to their beginnings. Um, And I thought that was a really clever way for SR to weave in the backstory Um, And the details for people who might not have read um, the books prior to this one. Um, And she was thinking, he must be kidding because he doesn't have an office as of yet. Um, But Gabriel never joked about sex. That's very
0: true. No, he was
1: always serious when it came to the erotic
0: arts. Uh, Does this mean she didn't make a poster? I love the professor. (laughs) (laughs) Morning, KK. Welcome. Good
1: morning, KK. I'm glad you could join us.
0: He's saying Gabriel is a man on a a mission, but not necessarily strictly the missionary position. (laughs) Uh, Damn. (laughs) Oh my gosh! <laughs> we are in a
1: formal, regal setting here at the well, just, you know. the Sage Lectures. Yes. Anna says Gabriel and Julia draw comfort and life from each other. I love that nod to his office. Mm-hmm. I do too. It's such a great throwback uh, moment, um and, and it, it also just reinforces their bond, and and it reinforces how far they've come.
0: Right. You know, and and so you know, Julia is hanging out, and she says she's. she's not finishing that thought, that she's like, <laughs> uh, you know, going back to the office there, and what could be happening? Yeah, and uh, because the two figure, there were two figures in the front row, and she recognized them, and you know, there she is, she's confused, and and uh, there's Ka- Catherine Pickton saying, Julia. <laughs> I and love she, it. And she came. She wrote, She stood up and came over and she greeted uh, Julia and Graham. And uh, Julie didn't know that Catherine was going to be there. And Catherine was like, "Well, I heard a rumor that the sage lecturer would be exciting." <laughs> I love that. And,
1: tra- I love that character. I just love. I know Catherine
0: she's great. It. She's great. She holds. She. She. She takes nothing. for hmm She's bold. Um. So anyway, this age, she said, it would be exciting and worth attending this announcement. Uh, mm-hmm. But she wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. And she turned and she said, uh, "It's that she said, Juliet. I believe you know." She gestured to an aged man in a tweed jacket and introduced himself, Don Woodhouse. <laughs> He, he's he's like the the professor dun, 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 dun. that you know like I, I remember one teacher I had one professor I had in college where you know he'd walk in and he might have egg down the front of his shirt and yes yeah just like you know hair all over the place anyway um so she he said the gentleman took off his glasses he extended his hand and introduced himself yeah, but Julie was surprised but she smiled and told Professor Woodhouse how good it was to see him again. He then shook hands with Graham, although his greeting was a little bit cooler towards Graham.
1: And and this is the part where we had asked SR about this whole interaction, right? And um, we asked SR, why was Julia surprised to see Catherine and Woodhouse? And SR responded that Julia was very surprised to see Catherine and Professor Woodhouse but very pleased to see Catherine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the way he worded that. It yeah, like, really. <laughs> he was They're really very happy. Pleased. She was super happy.
0: Yeah, well, I can imagine. That. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that Professor Woodhouse would uh, kind of, you know, cause a feeling of intrepidation. hmm You know, because of who he is. Anyhow. Uh, so then... Uh, At that moment, Gabriel uh, stood, strode into the room with a group of university officials. They were all dressed in the full regalia. You can just imagine. I know. The caps, whatever, the the, uh, scarves or whatever it is. So as they gathered on the platform, uh, Julia sat between Graham and Professor Picton, and uh, she'd recognized most of the people from the reception the night before. And uh, she said, having she was uh, having problems. Uh, she she survived his uh, and I've jumped ahead. I apologize. Um, his uh, grilling before because Graham was not being phased by the greeting and smiled and uh, asked about his conversation with Julie regarding his paper of, of Guido de Montefeltro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. It
1: was like poking the bear a little bit. Yes, um, yes, and and as Shell as Shell noted, um, Julie has made a name for herself with Don Wodehouse. House, and that's true. Mm-hmm. It is true. I mean,
0: and goodness, she's-
1: and and I think he really, I think he really was surprised by her, and I think he respects her. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to press her, but I think he respects her. You know?
0: Oh yeah, because you know, like, one of the things he was he's he he goaded her on was that. Uh, he was he said that he was familiar with the paper, but he was interested in hearing what Mrs. Emerson has to say about Dante's treatment of Ulysses. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So now I, I, I can imagine how Julia's feeling right now, a little nervous and uh, lightheaded Yes. And... <laughs> yeah. she...
1: well she for someone who has been was inherently shy, right? Oh yeah. And this is putting her front and center like she is she is on the spot because Mm -hmm. of this um i think it's pretty remarkable um and she's holding her own um and i think that she has that confidence thanks to the experiences she's gained in academia the experiences Mm -hmm. she's gained through her relationship with gabriel and also through her work with Catherine. Mm -hmm. um I love Absolutely. it. And, and mm-hmm. as as uh, <laughs> as Shel- <laughs> Betty said, the royal band playing at the professor's lecture. Yes. The halftime mm-hmm. show. I love it. Mm-hmm. Shell noted she showed him that she was serious about her studies by going somewhere. No one else did. And I, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brenda said, I think he finds her to have a fascinating mind for a lady since they are tended to look down at from them from a man's perspective. Yes. especially a man of that generation. Um, and and it's academia, a very different perspective. In
0: mm-hmm. academia, uh, the, there is a, a perception of females in the in academia. Yes, which
1: Sad. And uh, sad, but true. I, I have to mm-hmm. say too. Anna, I was when I read this about him being in the Harvard Crimson, I literally was thinking the same thing that she just wrote. She loves the formality of the university regalia. Another reason Passion Flicks needs to film Promise, Gabriel and Harvard Crimson. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, if they do film this, I really want them to reach out to Harvard and get the actual Crimson regalia, not do a substitute job. I would love to see the real deal because they definitely have those to loan. Mm -hmm. And I just think it would be really great, (laughs) of -hmm. course, to get one that fits the the size of (laughs) of, uh, Julio he's so so tall um but i'm sure i'm sure they do and i just think it would be a great um it would add to the um ostentatious event you know
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: Mm -hmm. and as cheryl
1: said she's proud of julia she can truly hold her own totally agree she can
0: so, you know, one of the things that, you know, as Julie was feeling lightheaded, saying she had not focused on the text, but was looking forward to discussing it with the professor, saying that they needed, uh, Graham chuckles, and, and Catherine, no, just Professor Woodhouse, saying, we better sit down.
1: <laughs> and we had asked us our, um about this, um, the question we posed was, did Graham purposely raise Julia's research to get a rise out of Wodehouse? You know, I wanted, as I noted earlier, I felt when I was reading it like he was poking the bear a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, SR responded, I think Graham enjoys needling Professor Wodehouse somehow. What? But he has to be careful since Professor Wodehouse was his supervisor and he wields some power in Dante's circles. So... Spoken, as, yeah, spoken from a true perspective of the political sensitivities of academia. Um, there is a and, lot of maneuvering in the halls
0: of higher education.
1: It's and, remarkable, you know, and, really. And
0: as mentioned previously, uh, the, the world of Dante is, is small. Betty mentions this. and uh, mm-hmm. And everybody knows everybody.
1: So. Right, right. That's how it is with the expertise, you know, when you're in the circle of experts. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that moment, Gabriel strode into the room with a group of university officials dressed in the regalia. Julia sat between Catherine and Graham with Professor Woldhouse next to Catherine. And you can see, you can really envision this scene, right? They're gathering on the platform. Um, Julia recognized most of the officials from the reception the night before. And having survived Professor Wodehouse's challenge, who by all counts is intimidating. Uh, Julia's heart beat very quickly. Um, and, you know, I, I when I was reading that section as well, I was thinking, look, uh, you know, she survived Catherine. I think Catherine was great training ground mm-hmm. <laughs> for Wodehouse. So it reminded her, this is where she got very reflective. And I really... I love this section of this chapter it reminded her of the young grass green grad student that sat in professor Emerson's seminar three years ago who'd hidden a secret love for her professor in her heart how far they had come and ah it just you know she had survived Toronto she had survived Krista she had survived Paulina and she had survived their separation Mm -hmm. all of which, by the way, you know, they're filming right now. Um, All that reminded her that the shy girl had won a place at Harvard. And then she had all she had to do now. I mean, she survived. And think about, I mean, three years for all of that to happen within that three year period Mm -hmm. really is phenomenal when you think about it. You know, from three years from setting foot on the University of Toronto campus to being at the Edinburgh University of Edinburgh watching her husband, um, who was her secret love, accept uh, the sage lecturer a- appointment. It, it, it really is stunning. Um, so she, all she had to do now is finish her program. And then she, like Gabriel, would have academic freedom to study and write whatever she pleased. And I, you know, I love that too, because it, it shows her strength. It shows her Academic curiosity. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the chats. Uh, yes, kids, they grow so fast, Betty said. Uh, Anna noted the hierarchy in politics and academia is vast, but I expect Gabriel's wrath would befall anyone that scorned his brother, Julianne.
0: Absolutely. I agree.
1: And sadly, yes, Betty, Paul, her he sweet Paul didn't invitation. get his invitation. But look Scott. at it <laughs> this way, Betty.
0: Look at it this way. I mean, This is just an announcement, and (laughs) Catherine, you know, had been confided in that this was happening, so she was, she brought Professor Woodhouse along. So, I think that once the lectures start, and if Paul wants to be there, then there would be an invitation sent.
1: Exactly. Plus, he's gaining, you know, he's getting his footing in his new his new role at his university so and having um,
0: and busy having coffee with elizabeth (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) precisely so Um, as we as we as we mourn the absence of paul we turn our attentions over to gabriel and professor emerson looked handsome dressed in his crimson over a gray suit his blue shirt And his navy blue tie made his sapphire eyes seem bluer. And they do this really well when they bring the books to life. Um, In the costuming department, I've noticed there's been some really great um, wardrobing choices to make uh, the blue eyes pop on Professor Emerson. Um, And she had wanted to match his gray attire, but Gabriel wanted her to wear something brighter because he needed to be able to find her. And I, I love that. I loved that note. I loved the fact that SR included that Mm -hmm. Gabriel sounded so vulnerable, which is something that uh, Gabriel typically wouldn't do because he really would shun um, mediocrity. Mm -hmm. But you can imagine, I mean, this is, I think this rattled him a bit. This is a really, really big deal. And he, as as confident as he is in his academic ability, I think he is a little in awe that he was selected to do this. So,
0: mm-hmm. um, and who wouldn't be,
1: right? Right, and I think he has that. Um, he is impressed, and he is respectful of the gravity of this appointment. Mm-hmm. And he was so vulnerable and he just wanted to be able to find her easily in the crowd. And I just, I, as, as, you know, SR notes, or I should say, as he writes, um, he could be vulnerable with Julia in private and she protected those moments. And I think that is such a beautiful, a testimony to their relationship and the Absolutely. strength of their, the strength of their connection.
0: They're so in tune with one another and the, the fact that they can respect each other for, for the private moments, even when they're done in public.
1: Yes. Uh, and Brenda noted, I love that. It shows how much love there really is between them soulmates. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anna noted Julian is a very intelligent on her own, but her status is jumped by association with Gabriel, uh, and Catherine, to be honest. And that's true. Yeah,
0: that, that is
1: true. true. Um, in part because Catherine, especially, and Gabriel wouldn't be with her if she was not cutting, um, making the mark, make, cut Absolutely. making the grade.
0: It's right. Not, it, and I, think, I think more so with Catherine than I do with mm-hmm. Gabriel, because Gabriel's right. love for her and his reliance on her has it has grown so much within the last three years, and and the understanding. Right. myself of what she represents. Right, and then, and
1: allowing that vulnerability that he just showed yeah. by saying, please wear some, let's wear something different. I want to be able to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, she did that. She honored his request and she wore a sleeveless Kelly green dress. It was modest, falling around her knees, but the color was daring and her neckline exposed her collarbones. This made her highly visible, and that's exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and we asked SR about why did he choose Kelly Green? And um, or why, Jul- why, Jul- why Julia chose Kelly Green um, as her dress color. And he said, I think Julia chose a bright color knowing she'd be standing out against a sea of black and tweed. <laughs> Obviously, there in mm-hmm. Scotland. Um, and you know, uh, yes, I agree, Betty, uh, Catherine would not spend time with Julia if she didn't think she was talented mm-hmm. and, um, Shell said, Catherine wouldn't give Julia the time of day if she weren't serious about her studies, which is absolutely, absolutely true. That's, true. That's actually why she had to meet her before Catherine agreed to sign on to, um, work with her and, uh, Gabriel's answers. Inferno. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so she, you know, she just wasn't going to blindly say yes. She had to prove herself. Um, and Anna, I, I do agree. I love it that they can provide comfort with a simple glimpse. And I feel mm-hmm. that way when you're in a relationship with someone that um, it, it is it is very comforting to be able to see your partner, even if they're across the room, kind of have that exchange, mm-hmm. even it's, just by by a look.
0: You know, it's, it's true because I, I know for me personally, I have a trouble, I have a lot of trouble speaking, um, extemporaneously in public, I, that, which is know, hard when, to believe. <laughs> I know, but you know, when you get up to a lectern and you're talking mm-hmm. it, to me, that's very nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in order to, one of the things to challenge myself in this was that I would, I was a, a lecturer at church on Sundays Uh and when you know when Jim was alive and he could you know he was at, at mass with me it was I could focus in on him to get that calm that I needed when he wasn't there either because he it was a Sunday he was working or he it was after he passed away it was I I literally my hands would shake Mm.
1: And, you're not you know, alone. I mean, pub they say, isn't that the top one of the top fears? And
0: mm-hmm. the top
1: two or three fears is public mm-hmm. speaking. Yeah. Up there with death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. Seriously.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: it's it's you're not alone in that.
0: You're no, not alone yeah, in that. No. And it but you know, I mean, this is fine because I see people on online and I can talk, but if I it's had a very a crowd, different if I had a crowd of a hundred in front of me, I would be I would be a mess to the point where I tear seriously and uh, my hands start shaking. And I I had to do a eulogy at one of my cousin's funerals. And it was not easy for me, not just because she was a beloved family member, but because of having to look out at at basically strangers, because I knew some of her friends, but not everybody that was there.
1: yeah it is it is daunting and i think um pam first of all another chapter for your book because that is a piece of your history i had never heard before um (laughs) and betty said i'm so sorry pam um i think how brave of you to sign up to be a lector um to try and conquer that and well that's um, why i did it you know yeah i knew that i
0: had that so
1: yeah no i think that i think that's remarkable and Um, yeah, everyone's sending hugs and giving you support and the love. Um, and I think a lot of people listening, um, feel that same way about public speaking. So it's understandable, even though Gabriel's used to being in front of a Mm -hmm. lecture hall, um, with this particular event, it's understandable for his vulnerability and that he wanted Julia to be Mm -hmm. easily sought, um, someone he could easily gaze into the room full of people and see, and Gabriel had predicted that the crowd would be wearing black, navy, or dark tweed. And um, he was right. So Julia also not only had the beautiful Kelly Green dress on, and, and Betty, yes, I agree with you. SR must like Green or Kelly Green because he's, uh, he's placed a lot of his uh, lot leading of ladies in that. Um. And, uh, he also paired that with a red of red soled stiletto heels and her right leg luckily had felt better this morning. So she thought she would chance it. Um, and she knew Gabriel would appreciate that podiatric moment. And, um, I love the fact, Pam, I don't know if you're seeing this in the chat. Um, Ms. Epiphany said she also challenged herself by becoming a lecturer also, and Cheryl noted she has a hard time speaking because I have a bad Southern twang, but because I'm smart, Cheryl, Southern twang,
0: there's nothing wrong with this uh, uh, Southern twang. I uh, love the I, Southern I, accent. I lived in Virginia for a while and I learned how to speak <laughs> a little bit of Southern accent. I'm, I'm I'm not as bad as it might be in Alabama, <laughs> or Mississippi,
1: or Mississippi.
0: Um, But at least um, uh, my sister-in-law, always from North Carolina, she would always say, bless her heart. And I'd sit there and go, thanks for the dig. (laughs) I know.
1: Cheryl said, Julia looks good in what she wears and dresses, and she rocks those heels. She definitely does. And Anna noted, public speaking fear encompasses the unknown. Just as death, G is open for scrutiny in this arena. Many jealous colleagues, I suppose. I agree. Mm And the SR Fox says, since Gabriel's Inferno movie, I wondered how Julio felt about being in the lecture hall acting for so many people. Yeah, that's, I think that's a good, um, would be a good question to ask that him. That would be a good question And uh, Cheryl said, some people think I'm stupid and I have not been hired for it. And that is a type of bias that is really frustrating. That is. That um, is. And I... I do know that is a true thing, that I, I've, I've I've heard of such a thing with friends of mine who are from the South who transplant up to the North. Um, it's, it's ridiculous, because you don't judge a person by the way they speak. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, um, Betty I, says, I, Southern accents are cute. And she learned, bless her heart, is not a good thing. No, it's and not. And Cheryl says, <laughs> Cheryl, people that judge others that way miss out on the most awesome of people. And that is so that's true. That's very true. That is very true. So,
0: yeah. um, I, I, yes. I, I, I can certainly appreciate how she feels about that.
1: Yeah. Well, you were, you were in Richmond area, right? When you were a kid. Yeah. Wasn't that? Yep. Mm
0: hmm.
1: Yep. That that's, you know, definitely, uh, mm-hmm. oh, that's a beautiful part of the beautiful part of the world. I really love Virginia.
0: It was an interesting part of the world when I lived there.
1: <laughs> well, yes, I'm, I'm sure.
0: Oh, my Lord. Different Anyhow. time. I mean, very different, uh, very different.
1: Uh, but, yeah, you know, and Betty, some, it depends on how and who and uses bless it. your heart. Um, and Cheryl noted, it means you're special or dumb, Betty. Uh, yes. And Gabriel made a statement about his fear of being in front of large groups as being a catalyst or Julio, I'm thinking is what you meant, right? He made a statement about his fear of being in front of large groups as being a catalyst to his acting career. So,
0: see, we all come. Thanks for, for sharing that piece. Some way. Mm-hmm.
1: hmm Yes. Yep, and I think it's it's remarkable. So yes, uh, Julia wanted to make sure Gabriel was as fortified as possible. So she wore the beautiful Kelly green dress, and brought out the heels because we always know he appreciates that podiatric moment.
0: Oh yes. So you know, as, as the selection as they're going on, the, uh, prefe- the pre- principal is like carrying on about about Julia or about Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel's eyes met her, and the and the principal of the university is speaking in his ear, but he only had eyes for Julia. And he he sort of gave a half smile and an intense look and like branding um, the, her.
1: The flirtation,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> the flirtatious look. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. I
1: loved I loved the word branding look though. It's just like he was being so intense,
0: mm-hmm.
1: trying to you know. With his stare. And he's already an intense person.
0: He is. But he found her and she was never so eager to be found. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. think about it too. I mean, you know, Julie is his wife. And she, you know, yeah, she's studying Dante. She's going for a PhD. She's a very smart woman. But imagine how intimidating it might be for her. But you don't you don't think about that. I mean, she's in this new area. She knows nobody except for, you know, Catherine Picton and, uh, you know, uh, Don Woodhouse. But only by association, basically. So she's meeting all these new people as well.
1: Right. So. Right. And for someone who's shy, I think it's you know, yeah. again, it's showing her strength. It's showing her strength, her determination, and also her love. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. for being on this new journey with him I think it's pretty Absolutely. remarkable um definitely
0: so um so anyways so, so you know Julia's mind starts to wander um about Claire and this is you know also to you know get you know get get herself out of this mindset of the office afterwards after this Introduction <laughs> because that's you know, that's part of Gabriel's seduction techniques. And uh, so she's thinking about Claire and how she was making out with Rebecca. Because in the past two days, it was this, these have been their first excursions without Claire with them, which is always the very nervous the first time you leave your baby alone. With absolutely, alone. Yeah.
1: absolutely, and, and as. And as Anna noted, Julia is
0: still very young to be in this situation, which is, is
1: true. She is.
0: So she, you know, she wanted to text Rebecca and check in, but instead she focused on her dress and how the, how the material uh, had a sheen under the lights. And then she patted her hair and she put it in a French twist and that she had pinned to the um, the back of her neck and... When Graham leaned over and said that Gabriel delivered his speech in this room, would, the, when he does his part of it, it's going to be in a much larger larger space. And that kind of surprised Julia because this room had about 250 people in it. So he said that uh, Graham mentioned that he would be giving his speech at, or his lecture in McGill, McGillen Hall, and that would seat about 1,000 people that is definitely stunning intimidating intimidating mm-hmm. so she julia Galt, it she didn't realize that the pomp that went into all these lectures and you know and this is also like her first experience with any of this stuff i mean yeah she mm-hmm. did oxford but but you know it's not like or the Uffizi, it's not like either of those but the community seemed wonderful and uh Gabriel's colleagues and, and grants seem very welcoming, so that's a good thing.
1: I think that's actually a huge, especially in academia, when there mm-hmm. is that political nature of jockeying of position and um, having to make sure you meet the right people and are uh, following the right protocols. Um, and the fact that this was such a welcoming community, I think really made a huge difference for her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, yes, as Cheryl noted, Shy Julia is confident in her knowledge of her growing expertise, and that's true. And I think that that ha- that helps. Mm-hmm. And at the time, uh, the head of the School of Literatures, Language, and Cultures made a few opening remarks and then introduced the director of the research department, who had gone on about the excellent research profile of the university before describing the importance of the sage lectures of the humanities. And Julia noticed Gabriel's body language had not changed, even when the principal was going over his credentials. His eyes went from the principal to Catherine, with whom he exchanged a warm smile. And then he caught Julia's eye and winked, which she returned and she felt warm all over.
0: Now Cheryl has had a question you know do you think that Gabriel would have been so uh, that they would have been so welcoming without Gabriel
1: I don't know I think that's a good question um I think so because I think uh, I think her probably her reputation with the Wodehouse uh, question at mm-hmm. his I think because of that, that um Plus her connection. Oh, maybe SR is calling to give his thoughts. What do you think?
0: No, that's my <laughs> friend Phil. He's calling his uh, niece Marlene is in the, um, in the hospital. And I told him like, that I'd call him at 11 o'clock.
1: So I could take <laughs> He's a little eager. A
0: little yes. eager.
1: So, no, Cheryl, I think that's a really good question. Um, I'm curious, you guys you want to put in the chat what you think. Um, if you think they would have been welcoming um to her without. Um Betty's noting, yes, I think so. Julia is bright. They would be impressed with her. Mm -hmm. Um I also think without Gabriel, but with Catherine, right? So then the then the question would be if those two weren't in the picture. Um I think it's a good question, Cheryl. Um I and you know they're at this lecture. I love the fact they do the little winks. Um it has that connection. Um and Brenda's saying I think Catherine has a lot to do with that. Um yes, I agree. I think I think all of her experiences come to bear, though Julia's experiences come to bear. Um and having that blessing from Catherine in the Dante community seems like was monumental. Mm-hmm. And Shell says, Welcoming to Julia. I think so. She's a serious student and made a point of going out on her own to do the story on Guido. And Betty said, uh, Gabriel did help a lot when speaking to Matthews about giving Julia more financial aid. His
0: mm-hmm. good
1: word made Harvard rethink everything. Yeah, That's true. That's a really good point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I was not sure if um, I don't, she said, honestly, I don't think all these doors would have been opened without this quickly without Gabriel and Catherine. Um, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. And I think. But I also think that's a very realistic way that things work in university settings or in any kind of professional setting. If you have a leader or a trailblazer um, endorse you or, or be your protege or, or at least someone that you're mentoring, I really think that helps you advance your career um, faster than um, if you would have had to prove yourself because you have that third-party validation. You have that external person saying, "Hey, Julia is a really bright uh, scholar who has a lot to share with us. We can learn a lot from her." And I think having that third party say how um, great you are Mm -hmm. really makes a difference. Um, Yes, Cheryl's saying on who you know, Um, but uh, I had a boss used to say, "Attitude plus." Aptitude equals altitude. Mm-hmm. So you can't get far, even if you know someone, if you don't have the right attitude and you don't have the what it takes. You don't have the aptitude, um, you know, and that's how you can. That's how you can soar. It's, it's a good. It's actually a good quote. I'm putting in the chat box.
0: <laughs> but I, you know, the other thing is too is that I think a good mentor is always a big help because I know that. Um, when I was was doing direct marketing I had a uh, competitor actually who later became mm-hmm. my boss um, talked me up quite a bit to people around him salespeople people at, at um, on mutual co- accounts that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. it was and that made my life so much easier mm-hmm. to work in through because I, you know the, he was very kind to say these nice things about me and, and you know uh, my knowledge or my re- interaction with people that kind of thing so you know so it, it you know while Catherine uh, was a great help and Gabriel being by her side I think Catherine would have welcomed her into the community a lot faster if Gabriel hadn't been with her
1: mm-hmm so. I agree, and and Betty said, "Look at Paul; he's bright as well, and he worked with Catherine. But he was not invited to this special event. However, he is in, being invited to the workshop thanks to his right, connection right. to Catherine." And, and she said, and "So, it,
0: oh, go ahead." I was, was going to say, Betty, it, it's not so much that he wasn't invited to this special event. This special event was just an announcement. Mm-hmm. I I think that um, if the like the Sage Lecture, once they happen. Uh, and, you know, it's possible that Paul could get an invite at that point, but for right. this, this is just the announcement of, of who the lecturer is going to be. Right. So and that's and a Anna, little bit different.
1: right. And Anna noted this, you know, she's here because she's his wife. Right. And that's, that's absolutely true. Um, it's, uh, she's a guest, you know, technically she's a guest of Gabriel's. This isn't the workshop. This is mm-hmm. the announcement. So I think really good, really good discussion, folks, um, So when Julia looked around the room after getting the winky winky from uh, Gabriel and winking back at him and having that solid connection, um, she noticed undergraduate and graduate students as well as faculty members, other members of the staff of the university. And it dawned on her right then that at Boston College, Gabriel did not have graduate students. Um... Boston University had hoped he would attract them, but since Italian studies didn't have a graduate program, um, that's not likely. And students who were interested in studying Dante at the master's or doctorate levels would have to enroll in the Department of Religion, which Gabriel was Mm cross-appointed. to. And a doctorate in religion was not what a Dante specialist needed, especially if they wanted to teach in Italian or Romance studies. So... It kind of clicked in her mind as she was looking around that, huh, you know, Gabriel's in a different position right now. He is not teaching graduates at this point at Boston University. And, you know, she noted that University of Edinburgh does have a doctoral program in Italian. And indeed, mm-hmm. she was in front of several faculty members and sitting next to Professor Todd and kind of that realization hit her that Gabriel took the position at Boston University so he could be close to her while she studied at Harvard. And she recognized that professionally it was not a great fit for him, Um, which is why I think, you know, Catherine had suggested she try for a semester here. And we asked SR about this and, uh, you know, was Julia surprised at her recognition that Gabriel didn't have graduate students And would she be open to landing at Edinburgh? Or is she hoping he can find another spot? Um, And, you know, SR said, I think Julia has a few worries. Um, Gabriel's tried to reassure her everything will work out, but they both know things will be challenging. Um, However, they're on the right course, and they're together, which I think is really great. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he continued on with the writing in terms of the university recognized Gabriel's accomplishments and the sage lectures were bringing all kinds of attention um, to Gabriel, including media attention. And she recognized other universities and research institutes would take notice. Perhaps Edinburgh would invite him to stay. And the principal finished and Gabriel joined him at the lectern as they shook hands. And I love the fact that SR had said, you know Gabriel tried to reassure her things were gonna work out. They knew things were gonna be challenging, but they're on the right course and they're together. Mm-hmm. And that really, really makes all the difference. Um, and I Anna, think, yeah, Anna, good point. Anna said yeah. the light went off how much Gabriel has sacrificed for her. And I think she knew that, but until she was sitting in this setting, well, and PS, you know, she kind of was pregnant had gone through pregnancy, mm-hmm. doing her exams, had, had the baby, had health health issues, moved to a new place. like there were a lot of things going on in those three years, but oh yeah, a um, lot of life changes. Yeah, but I, I you know that, that specific recognition, um, that light going off in our head um, and that realization that Boston University is not the ideal situation for him. Um but man I think so ex- this is so exciting too because with this attention they really may have an opportunity to kind of go anywhere in any direction um cuz this is going to make him very very attractive to uh recruiters
0: it's true you know? and you know and that was one of the things I was thinking about when you know after I I, I was reading the chapter in this particular section is what happens in the future? She graduates Mm -hmm. from Harvard. She's now a full PhD. And Mm -hmm. she's, you know, she's argued her dissertation and won that over. And now she gets to write and do as she pleases as far as academia. And what happens if, if like, for example, he gets an offer at Oxford, which happens in academia that kind of stuff. And she's offered, yeah. Right. Where do you, you know,
1: what do you do then? That goes to, uh, you know, one of the questions I had thought about, you know, had she even considered the possible challenge that, and actually this, he actually, he actually answered this question a little bit too with his response, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not just to her recognition of, uh, um, the graduate student piece mm-hmm. but I, I you know i had also asked about had has julia even considered the possible challenge of placing two dante specialists in the future you know mm-hmm. i don't know if they're going to be able to work in the same university um it's possible but it could be really tough and i think they both recognize it's going to be challenging so you know and mm-hmm. i do know i have a friend who's at king's college in london And she had been at University of Florida prior to that. Mm -hmm. And she has a a very lovely marriage, but I mean, they do not live in the same cities. They, um, they connect, they are many, you know, usually it's like a weekend thing or, Mm -hmm. um, every other week type of thing. Um, and I know things have shifted obviously with, with the way things are, but you know, her husband at one point was in Texas when she was in Florida. And um, people make it work. I don't think that would work for Gabriel and Julia. No. I think they're going to want to be in the same area. Well, I mean... It's going to be interesting to see how this evolves, because I also, with the fact now, post-pandemic, it would be interesting to see if they, if SR or whatever, write about them going through the pandemic together. Um, And the realization that people can teach, um, remotely. Um, mm-hmm. I also know another person, ac- couple in academia where the one, uh, the husband works in DC, um, in academia and the wife does remote teaching for a couple universities, including one in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah.
0: And, and they, they kind of, thought this through too when they were when he was approached about the sage lectures and and
1: mm-hmm.
0: her thinking well you know well if she can't get in if she you know she's at harvard and she's got her courses that she has to take and you know do they commute do they not commute does she live in one and he live in the other and they they both thought at that point in time that that's not what they wanted it, it, right. in his particular instance but You know, Mm -hmm. I just don't, and I don't think them being a commuting couple would be would be there for him.
1: Yeah, and and I'm I'm loving the I'm loving the comments here. Uh, Anna's saying I predict Gabriel and Julianne will head Columbia University. Okay, Anna, we we're we're noting that. So if it comes out to be true in the future, uh, we're going to remember this moment. Yes. Um, (laughs) Betty said. If Edinburgh had invited Gabriel, this is also a good comment. Um, If Edinburgh had invited Gabriel to join them before Julia started the Dante seminar, their lives would be so different, right? I mean, definitely. And Kenzie, I, I do, I completely agree with your comment and I think it's very insightful. She thinks this is the promise, the point of promise. Gabriel and Julianne will not separate from one another. They will sacrifice and compromise to make it work and to stay together. Um, And I think, you know, again, with promise, it's that also that that mutual uh, commitment to each other, as well as there's a there's a huge theme of protect being the protector from uh, Gabriel's standpoint that I Mm. I, I've referenced before. Um, But I also believe you can be together while you're apart, um, you can have that bond, but it's, it's, it's challenging. Yeah. And that's not what, it's not their preference. So I right. do, I mean, I do think they're going to, and, and this is why Julia is with him now in Edinburgh. They do not want to have her being Harvard and him being across the pond.
0: Right, it
1: just would be too and hard.
0: Ken- Kenzie also pointed out that SR said he would not write his characters in a pandemic.
1: Thank you, Kenzie. I was curious if we would do that. Um, It might be an interesting fanfic uh, to see how it would go. I I actually just envision them having all kinds of fantastic sex all over their house. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there's so many other storylines to do and so many things to advance. Um, I think that would be good. And, And Betty noted um things have changed now. Remote teaching has become a thing, but I can't imagine a Zoom class with more than 100 students. Um, yeah, well, there have distance learning has been around for like 40 years, 30 or 40 years. It's, it's, it's just become, you know, this definitely, as you say, it has become a thing. Um,
0: and if you remember, our current first lady is also an active college professor.
1: That is true. That is she true. She teaches remotely. She does at a and at, she also teaches at a community college in Northern Virginia. My my friend where my friend teaches, so um, she loves the fact that she can say she she she's on faculty with the uh, first lady. <laughs> so
0: I mean you know, but it will you know I I don't think these two will ever be apart from each other for any length of time that. I agree. Know,
1: as Anna notes, these two need the physical contact nightly. Absolutely, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Absolutely. It's they're just beautiful characters. It's beautiful, flawed. The commitment is so good, and yeah, Allie noted part of her education was through distance learning. So is my um, sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 really incredible. Um, I. I know it's, and it's a huge growth area for universities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's offered a lot of opportunities to be able to present content and from different mm-hmm. corners of the globe. Um, really, Yeah, Karen says she took a remote class in 1989 from the, mm-hmm. at the University mm-hmm. of Dayton. So it's very, very exciting. And in Gabriel's world, as Kenzie said, separation from Julianne is not an option. That's true. Yes. And, <laughs> and Betty,
0: Betty also noted that Willie, the Prince of Darkness, uh, William of York, can attest to their need to be together.
1: Yes. Yes. So, well, I know we went a little longer than our hour, but I think this has been a really great discussion about the first part of this um, chapter and... Um, I've really enjoyed it uh, I've enjoyed all the comments you have brought to the fore and the perspectives has been really great. And yes, Kenzie's noted she's been distance learning for a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does provide great options um, for mm-hmm. so many reasons. And I, I love that. I really, Absolutely. really love that. So, um, We'll finish. Uh, we'll get to hear what Gabriel has to say um, in, in
0: our and next uh, podcast. Next mm-hmm. Yeah. Should be fun. Should be interesting. So I am leaving us today with a Beach Boys tune, another one of my favorite bands from God knows how long ago. Uh, Sail on Sailor. I believe this was originally off their Pet Sounds album. So it's... Uh, Cut sounds can be attributed to the Beatles, um, Sgt. Pepper album. A lot of, a lot of, uh, musician, musical history buffs claim. So anyway, we will I see you next. It. Yeah. We will see you next week. And, uh, we'll continue yes. on with the lecture.
1: Have a great weekend, everybody. And Franca, I love the fact you got back on and are listening, uh, while having her petty. I love it. Um, catch some of the commentary, uh, on the rebroadcast or on the download of the podcast because there was some really great comments um, that everyone was sharing about this particular part of the chapter. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Um, Enjoy. It's a
0: beautiful day. Remember that. Hmm. Yes.